Welcome to Shit Your Teenagers Won't Tell You, a podcast about everything you need to know about teens. I'm Kathy. And I'm Meredith. And we speak teenager. Uh, did we also mention that we're best friends? We've worked as admission officers, prep school administrators, and most importantly, have coached thousands of teens. In other words, we have seen it all. So join us every week as we give you the lowdown on all the shit your teenager isn't telling you. Because trust us, there's a lot of it. And if you don't know what to do with the teenagers in your life, don't worry. We've got your back. Welcome to another episode of Shit Your Teenagers Won't Tell You. We're back. Better than ever. We're back excited. streets, back. All right. Mm-mm. Insert Ready Man here. That was good. Thank you so much for that. Today, Kathy, I think we're going to talk about the genesis of this idea came from some conversations I've been having recently with my students where they're new to me, to my caseload, and they're all juniors, a couple of seniors. So they're like right in the thick of college stuff. And we were having our coach match meetings, which is just a sort of 15 minute get to know you call. And they were so afraid of the college process. They were like, I hear all of this and my friends are telling me this and it's like so hard and it's impossible and blah, blah. And like the level of anxiety was really high. And, you know, I'm listening and I'm like letting them wear themselves out. And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And like, what do you think? And I'm like, I think you're gonna be fine. Like, oh, yes. What? And I'm like, yeah, you're gonna be fine. Well, well, no, but why? And I said, because this process, well has stressful moments is like not rocket science. So today we are going to talk about just the roadmap for preparing for college, the college process in particular, because that process is actually kind of predictable and routine and you can know it in advance. It's no secret. So you don't even have to listen to this episode, you guys. You could literally roadmap to college, Google, and then there will be a bazillion blocks. <laughs> You don't need to hire me to tell you this. There are lots of there are lots of things because that and there's every- lots of things because there are sort of predictable best thing practices to do ninth grade, summer, tenth grade, summer, eleventh grade, summer, twelfth grade. Yeah, and, and colleges ask for pretty much the same stuff. So we're gonna explain that stuff. I guess it's easiest yes. to talk about to start in chronological order from ninth grade on. Oh, the babies. The little babies. I know, and it's it's interesting because I've had some parents reach out recently, and they're like, oh, my God, is it too late? We haven't started. Parents it's really late. Babies? No, of older students who are freaking out. Oh. Like juniors and seniors. They're like, we know we're really late. I always like to say Reading, that. I always like to say you. yes. <laughs> like in the most deadpan way. Are we too mm-hmm. late? You are. Uh, yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Goodbye. Too late. <laughs> the call. But I have had this a lot, a lot of people, because it's the, the school you're starting. And yeah. so people are reaching out and like junior and senior parents, oh my God, I know we're so behind. And I'm like, not necessarily. It depends on what your goals are. It depends on what you've done already and what there are things that, like I said, readily available on the internet that you can do to help prepare your child for the college process. And I don't know, is it ever too late it depends on your goals right so it is too late when you want to apply to a school on february 1st where the deadline was january 15th that's That's too late that (laughs) that is in fact too late that's the definition of too late way too late (laughs) i had a student once who came who came to me on like december i don't know it was like december 20th something because it was really near christmas it was like the 20th or the 21st or the Uh 22nd 
January 1st deadlines. Oh, Lord. Had done... <laughs> Nothing. Almost nothing. Oh dear, that that's too late. And we we made it work, but oh lordy lordy, yes. that was stressful. Nobody wants nobody, nobody wants, wants to that. hear that. Yeah. So it's not too late. If you start in thinking about this stuff in junior year, you'll be less stressed in senior year. If you start thinking about it October of your senior year, you're going to be more stressed. So yeah, do I think thinking about it earlier is good. And we used to, you know, back in college admissions at a high school days, we used to really hold f- freshmen and sophomores back. We're like, yeah. it's not your time. It's not your time. It's not your time. You should just be focused on high school. I actually think that's a mistake. We kind of reneged on that policy halfway through my tenure because we're kind of like, you know, it's provoking a lot of anxiety. So why don't we just let the kids come in and answer their questions and just help them get a little roadmap of like, what are the things that important things to be thinking about? So anyways, that's what we're going to do today. And again, we're not pushing. I want to clarify that we're not pushing a college counseling agenda on you. Like you should be doing this if you want your kid to get into college, because if you don't, you've failed. There's way too much nonsense out there like that and we are not going to say that it is nonsense right so we don't believe that but we believe there are things if you're feeling like oh wow this is in the horizon i just want to make sure i'm doing everything i need to to support my kid being prepared yeah it's just getting prepared yeah ninth grade okay i think for ninth graders it's very important did you like that (laughs) (laughs) did you feel i was like (laughs) (laughs) it's our fourth episode today i had to do finger guns go ahead I think in our 20 plus years of friendship, I've never gotten things. I'm doing it more now. Get excited. (laughs) (laughs) That's not, that was weird. Sorry, ninth grade. Ninth grade. Continue. We're always great in our fourth episode of the day. Okay. (laughs) Ninth grade. Get used to high school. I think this is where students really need to hopefully find themselves in appropriately challenging curriculum where they are able to start developing or refining study skills so that they can start to really become more curious about their intellectual world, their academic environment, be successful. So placement in ninth grade in classes is really important. And when I say that, I don't mean push your kids to be in the hardest, most rigorous classes ever. I mean literally place appropriately based on where they are skill-wise in certain subject areas. And your schools usually sort of do that for you. And then like ride with that. Don't try to push your kid from geometry honors into algebra two honors because you think they're going to take this math class over the summer between eighth and ninth grade. Like let it, let them just get their feet wet in high school. Now that's also the time where they should be thinking about what they like to do outside of the classroom. Do they play sports? Do, did they go to the club fair? Did they want to think about getting a part-time job? Helping your children become more engaged in the school community by taking on a club or two or a sport or two their freshman year is really important. It's important because it's it's kids are better when they're busier. They, yeah. They're more engaged. They tend to manage their time better when they have more structure throughout their day, which will, you know, has natural benefits of hopefully making them perform better academically and learn better. There's a balance, though. We're not talking about every minute being structured. There's a balance, especially for 14, Mm 15-year-olds. And they start to feel out their community. They start to know teachers better. They start to make friends. Like, that's ninth grade. It's just let them be high school students. Let them figure out how to do high school and how it's different than middle school. Let them start to work on establishing better relationships with teachers, more active class participation, getting engaged and involved. Yeah. And I would add to that. One of the things that I see that I feel like is such a bummer is when I talk to a second semester junior, right. Or about soon to be senior. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what are your academic interests? They're like, none. (laughs) 
I'm like, none. Zero. <laughs> Zero. I'm like, well, do you like, do you like really like black and white thinking or do you like nuanced interpretation? Nothing. Right? I like nothing. Right. Some of them are like, I don't like either one of those things, but I want to do it's interesting design. to me that some of those kids have never had this conversation before. That they've never, nobody's ever asked them, like, do you like reading and writing more? Or do you like mm. solving math problems and writing chemistry labs? <laughs> like, or like, do you like all of them, right? Yeah. What do you find most engaging when you are in the classroom? What conversations do you like wish would continue? Yeah. Right? And which ones are you like really spacing out and like, wow, this is really boring? And is it boring or is it just like over your head? Like, what's happening, right? Mm. So, I think those conversations yeah. are really good, those reflections, because we're so hyper-focused on the grades and the comments. Like, your teachers are saying that you're not turning in your, your mm. math homework on time, and you got a B-minus in history, right? Yeah, like, yeah. What's the learning happening, and what are, what's lighting you up, and what's boring right. you, and why? And just because a kid gets a bad grade in something early on, like, I don't I don't think it's good as as parents and as adults in their life to be like, well, you're just bad at that. Oh, because gosh. they internalize yeah. that identity like that. so quickly. So I would say like in ninth grade, like really be open and just be like, oh, that was a really hard, hard class for you. You had to work yeah. really hard in it. Yeah. Right. We actually, you actually really like math. Like we resist you know. the temptation to start pushing your kids towards a specialization. The amount of times I have 16 year olds tell me, well, I just don't know what my passion is. I was like, yeah, because you're 16. Yeah. Like I that's unrealistic. Yeah. I do work with a lot of parents who sort of, well, I really want them to pursue something in STEM. Okay, why? And do they want that? I mean, what a really examine your own motivations for that because they, there does need to be a process of discovery when they enter high school. The other thing I was going to say about ninth grade is this is the time to solidify or establish organizational habits that they're going to need later for the college process. You know, by the time kids work with us in June, second semester, junior year, and senior year, we need to have their shit dialed in. <laughs> like, I need a thing from you on a Wednesday this way. I'm going to send you a calendar invite. Like, I need you to have your shit on lock. Yeah. Though that is a skill that develops over time. And so we need to start reinforcing that right away with schedule organization in freshman year. And that's a really good year to just practice all that stuff. That's right. Undoubtedly. Summer. Of ninth? Yeah. Summer of ninth. Okay. So I don't think pre-college programs, like a lot of parents are looking at pre-college programs already. I don't. I feel like ninth summer is still pretty young. I think it's a good opportunity to explore interests further, mm-hmm. right? So if, if they developed a, like they picked up a new sport and they want to play mm-hmm. it more or a new talent, art, music, whatever, letting them do that. And it doesn't have to be at a prestigious XYZ. It can mm-hmm. just be like school of rock, learning how to play the drums. Super duper, right? Engaging with community. I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like every summer, I would like kids to do something. Mm-hmm that helps other people and gets them outside of themselves. And I think that's particularly important for younger students. So they start developing that habit of like, let me do something good that helps other people. There's going to, we're going to do a future episode on this character initiative that a lot of colleges that the national association of college admission counseling is, is sort of absorbed and is, is building out And it's in response to a lot of stuff that's going on in admissions right now with the affirmative action cases. But also, mostly, it's about how 
it speaks to what colleges are fundamentally looking for, which is character. And so if students are, and there was some, I think it was in the Atlantic, I have to find it. There's some article I read recently about sort of the, the thesis was basically sort of the amorality of young people today. Mm. Basically, the article spoke to the pursuit of achievement for self, the sort of accrual of accolades, the awards, I did this, I have this prestigious thing, but it's not really that there isn't time being spent on contribution to others, impact in the world, mm-hmm. which is the stuff of self-esteem and purpose, by the way. So, like, it's good to do. Yeah. yeah. Do it early. Do it early. 10th grade? Ooh, 10th grade. I always tell kids in 10th grade, I remember I, I say, okay, so 10th grade, you've got a better idea mm-hmm. of what you like. You've reflected a little bit about your activities, your friendship groups. I think that's also happening a lot early on socially for kids. A lot of shifting. Lots of, of shifting groups. of social groups. You should be aware that that's like another thing weighing on your kids' minds during it's this time. very normal, by the way. So yep. if, you're, if you're a parent observing this or like the person they thought there was was their best friend October of their freshman year is no longer their best friend in it's March. Really common. Very common. Very common. It can be disturbing and unsettling, I think, for parents to observe that. Right. Well, it's, it's actually, common. it can be hard for kids too, right? As they're navigating these new friendships. Who am I? What kind of people do I want to be with? Mm-hmm. What do I value? Do they have the same values as me? Are they my people, right? right. Like, I think kids are figuring that out. But 10th grade is a, is a year to kind of you can still explore, right? There's still exploration happening, but also like doubling down on some of the things you know you like and taking on more responsibility or thinking about how you can engage with this thing in new and interesting ways that would Mm -hmm. make it still fun for you, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, I already... School of Rock, done that. Like, I'm, I'm a drumming madman. I'm amazing. <laughs> right? Like, what do you want to do this year? Like, well, maybe I'll start a little band and we'll just like play in the garage, right? Like, yeah. very baby steps. It's, you know, we're not saying like, oh, yeah, go on tour with Metallica. I mean, that's a really Be dated <laughs> reference. But the point is like, We want kids to be growing and developing still, right? Deepening yeah. sophomore year. I think sophomore year for me is about exposure. Like if freshman year is about finding your footing, assuming you have more of that, you've sort of more of the foundation of like how to school by the time you're in sophomore year. Mm -hmm. That's when I think it's about exposure. So what I mean by that from particularly a college process is maybe in the spring or maybe look at your breaks or maybe you're headed back east to visit family and you're down the road from three colleges. This is the time to start exposing your kids to types of schools it's not to start thinking about where they're going to apply. They don't know. It's not to, it's, and you don't create a goal. It's like a target. Right. No, it's like, this is the thing that you're aiming for. And I'm not saying you do college visits in your sophomore year. I'm saying something that literally like, Hey, you know what? We live 10 minutes away from Berkeley. Let's just take a random day out. Like you have that. Let's go get some sushi and walk around the campus. Let's just walk around and feel it out. Like what's it like to be on a big public university in an urban area? Like look at the street that all the students hang out on. Let's go get some food there. Let's just go hang out. Or like we're going to go visit grandma and she's down the road from Rhodes College in Tennessee. Okay. Well, what is this sort of like smaller liberal arts Mm -hmm. college all about? Just go check it out. You're not... It's not about identifying where your child is going to apply. It is way too early for them to know that. It's about exposing them to different things so that they can start to develop a sense of preference. Yep. And it's so helpful to do it early. Some parents are like, oh, there's, they're not really with it, but, you know, they're not real. Their head's not in the game, but that's okay. 
I don't think that's it, okay. Yeah, I don't think that's okay. I think it's still a good use of time and that just having that planting that seed mm-hmm. and asking the question, like, do you want to go to college? Like, mm, start thinking about that, right? Mm-hmm. Where where might you want to go to college? Like, take a look around, see what you think. I would also say sophomore year, just from a very like this is not a very exciting point, but people start talking about test prep. Mm-hmm. And we used to say that I, I know we've said this in another episode where like we used to tell kids all the time, like, oh, you don't have to worry about it until junior year. But now it's earlier and earlier. Earlier, earlier yeah. And actually, sophomore summer year, so- sophomore summer mm-hmm. is actually kind of a good time to do test prep. Yeah. Depends on your student. It some kids really aren't ready to do it, but yeah. if your kid is ready, if their math level and reading level, if they're capable based on some of the classes that ta- they've taken, they can handle the content in the ACT or SAT, then they should start prepping, right? I, yeah. It's nice if you can actually, like I had a sophomore who just took the test this summer yeah, and it's same. like done. Same. <laughs> I have a couple of those. Yeah. And I think we have another episode um, where we talk about testing and choosing between the SAT and the ACT. So definitely listen to that because that'll help you understand is my kid the kind of kid who's ready late spring, sophomore year into summer or not. It's never a good idea to push it too early. Like you got to honor where your kid's at with this one. I would not go earlier. Definitely not. I would not go earlier. Mm-hmm. Most kids are not ready. The other thing I think sophomore year, as Kathy said, it's about either continuing that exploration. What are new skills that I can I can gain and add? And I would love for folks to start thinking about it that way. Less like awards to be won or achievements or accolades to collect. And what are instead and instead skills? What are skills that I can develop and build? And how can I apply them? This is where it'd be nice if a kid could start applying them in service of others in some kind of way and continuing to think about who am I in community? Who mm-hmm. am I as a citizen in my school community and my local community? Just having those conversations is really important to like not let the foot up off the gas pedal in those conversations during sophomore year. And classes will get harder, presumably, in sophomore year, so also continuing to pay attention to study habits so that sophomores, juniors aren't applying ninth grade study habits to 10th grade curriculum. Mm-hmm. Those things need to evolve over time, too, for them to be successful. So that's mm-hmm. summer. Summer might be also, if you're doing test prep grade, that might be also when it's appropriate for a student to have a pre-college program. They might have started to identify I think I really, like, I'm curious what business is all about, or I'm curious about this psychology. What is a psychology major about? So helping them sort of explore those interests more specifically, that could be through a a pre-college program, that could be through an internship or a job opportunity. We have a lot, we have a couple of episodes about summer activities and how to go about choosing them and why they're important. So definitely listen to those. And then we're back for junior year. What do we need to keep in mind for junior year? Yeah, I think you touched on this a little bit in sophomore year, but in junior year, I really, so kids are maturing, right? Mm -hmm. They're being, they're more independent. They are more self-aware, hopefully. (laughs) They are just like in their identity development. They're at a point where they're like really figuring out, you might notice parents, by the way, the older your kids get, the more annoying they are because they push back on everything you say. And part of it is they're just figuring out what they believe and who they are, right? So it's a really great time for students to think about who they are in relationship to the world, to their community, to thinking outside of themselves. Yeah. What do I have to contribute, 
right? Like, yeah. what am I good at? Yeah. What do I like? What lights me up and brings me joy? I like to see that in juniors, right? And the kids who've had those conversations that we've been talking about freshman and sophomore year, junior year can really be like, you know what? I hate math. <laughs> and I don't want to do AP Calc my yeah. senior year. Like, I'm doing stats, dude. Like, I don't want to play volleyball anymore. I don't want to play. Right. Like, it's just, I don't enjoy it. It's a slog. It's really tiring. And I don't want to do it because it makes my resume look good. Like, I'd much rather be spending my time making my own fashion. And some parents right now are like, oh, my God, why would you tell my kids to do that? But you know what? Honestly, it's so much Ugh, better for your is, kids. We'll do a whole episode on this. This is where the – but I think this is an important point you're yeah. bringing up because I think this is where the tension starts to show up the most at yes. this moment. Because it, by this point in a high school career – College is more front and center. Parents of high school juniors are talking to each other a lot. And this is where Kathy and I see a lot of like, no, you have to stick with this because you have to show the college X. Right, right, right. Or you have to, you've been playing piano since you were eight and colleges really want to see this. Or, and what you're doing, it's, look, I think there's a difference between like letting a kid just easily quit something that they've put in a lot of time for. I think it needs to be a thoughtful decision to leave, not a sort of impulsive, spontaneous, oh, this is uncomfortable, therefore. Mm -hmm. But if your child never feels like they can stop something they've been doing, and the only reason provided them is either you can't stop because you've been doing it for a long time, or you can't stop because college, it's good for college. If those are your the best reasons that can be come up with, the mental health toll that we see that take on children, it's not worth it. It's it's just not a worth. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a trade it. you want to make, and they end up sounding. I'll be blunt, like they end up sounding pretty shitty in their applications because they're like bitter and resentful and they don't like it. And they they don't sound it they, when they're not actually enthusiastic about playing the piano as much as they play the piano. Then when they try to write about that. They sound not good. Well, I actually had this is I had this question yesterday actually from a senior just started school. She was like, I really am I'm very worried about AP art. I'm Mm. taking AP art this year because part of her portfolio and her narrative actually is that she's an artist and Mm -hmm. she enjoys fashion and she enjoys graphic design and these are the things that she really likes. She's a Mm -hmm. visual artist, right? These are the things she enjoys. And she came to me and she goes, I'm really worried about taking AP art. I was like, why? And she's like, Just the amount, she's like, I'm really slow at producing pieces and the Mm. speed at which we need to produce pieces. We have Mm -hmm. to have a new piece every two weeks. Mm -hmm. And the teacher is really harsh with their feedback. And I was like, okay, that she's like, do you think I should, can I drop it? Like, what should I do? And I was like, well, she's like, would colleges care? Right? Like, this is a question we get all the time. Would colleges care? And I was like, well, I think. It will affect, it'll impact yeah. rigor. Like, yeah. let's talk about the facts, right? Like, it will impact rigor, right? right? So you're losing some rigor because you're right. not taking AP. Right. It does affect your profile in some ways because so much of what you're saying is that you love visual arts. But if you're going to be miserable, like, I don't want you to do that. And if you think you're not going to be able to manage that workload in addition to writing your college applications... Yeah. That's something real to think about. And she's like, do you think I should talk to my media arts teacher? This is her graphic design teacher, not her APR teacher. Yeah. And I was like, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is the this is the rub because parents often or children ask us these questions and they want it to be a neat and tidy answer. They want us to say, no, yes. it won't have any impact at all. Right. Or you absolutely have to take APR. Or you, or you must stay with it. And yeah. the short answer is, 
it's probably, you're probably making trades. Exactly. Exactly. You have to do the, the pro count ana- mm-hmm. the analysis for yourself, right? Like I can't make that choice for you. And I think it's very hard for parents to be that person. Like I can't make that choice for you. You really have to right. decide. We support whatever you decide, yeah. but I just go get all your facts first. Right. And that's kind of how I approached it. I was like, go get your facts, go talk yeah. to your media arts teacher. Who's good friends with the APR teacher. Like Try to suss out if it is true that yeah. it's two weeks and then I have to do this thing and the teacher's really harsh and all right, the right, things. Right. Like, is that all true? And she's like, okay, I'm going to go ask. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm going to go ask and I'll see what else I could do. I could do it through in, in, instead of that class if, that, if that's what I'm like. Okay, that's fine with me. Yeah. And also, to her parents' credit, yeah. her parents are not putting a ton of pressure on her to get into X level Good. of college. It's actually very freeing, just by the way, oh, for kids. Totally. Right? With when they know that their parents are like, I support, you know, whatever. You're gonna be fine wherever you go. We support what you wanna do. Mm-hmm. It's fine. We're not gunning for X school or, or bust, right? And right. so it is actually freeing for her because it's like, okay, well, if this is the selectivity school that you're going for, yeah, it's probably it's probably not gonna make a huge difference for you, right? right. And she's like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> so it's so much more manageable for me. Right. And I'm like, okay, great. Like, I want you to have a manageable, joyful, and she's coming back from su- a joyful summer, which is exactly what we want for. This is exactly yeah, what yeah, yeah. the trajectory that we're looking for when we're talking about juniors becoming seniors. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you want to see some sparkle. <laughs> yeah. You don't want them to be so beleaguered by the time they're juniors. Right. I mean, okay. Other things to keep in mind, there's stuff starts to get a little more real in junior year. I'll be honest about preparing for the college process. Researching colleges is really important. When I work with juniors, by the end of junior year, I want them to have a good working list of colleges that they can look at and tell me substantive reasons why those are schools that they're interested in potentially applying to. It's not that I need them to have a final, final list, but I always tell my students working list. It's a working list. I want it to be like 80% done. Like it's yeah. 80% there. And we're going to make changes and refine it over the summer. But like we need to start senior year kind of ready to go. Now, why do I say that? Because there's a lot of writing that needs to happen to produce high quality applications. And research is time consuming. So researching college as well often involves visiting colleges in the junior year during school breaks. It means researching things online, watching YouTube videos, following the Instagram page, Instagram pages, (laughs) going to college info sessions, either at university or college, or maybe in your high school, if a college is coming to the, the student's high school, there's a lot of gathering of intel that happens in junior year. Sometimes students are also still testing in junior year. And so that needs to be part of why the junior year gets the reputation for being the hardest years because a lot of stuff intersects in the junior year. So when we are working with juniors, and I think this would look different probably than when we were working with juniors in a school setting, we're really start like I'm having students starting to think about what they want out of a college environment in the fall. I'm having them look into schools in the fall, not because they're behind if they don't do that, but because I am trying to space out all of this work in such a way that's not stressing them out too much at any one time. Yep. And also for juniors, you know, they really start to need to hone in on academic interests. Yeah. I really like to tell juniors, you know, college is just more school, right? <laughs> They forget. They 
forget. They just they think forget. it's like, I have to get in and that's it. And that's it. It's like, <laughs> that's no, it. You no. have to be there. They have to be there for another four years. So what do you want to do when you get there? Right. So that is a really important conversation. It is okay to apply undecided. That doesn't mean totally. you shouldn't have an area of interest, right? That's different. Applying as undecided major because you truly can't pick something, you're not sure, versus knowing you have multiple academic interests and areas that you could go into yeah. is different, right? I really want my juniors by the end of junior year to have a strong sense of like, okay, like here's some some potential areas of study that I'm interested mm-hmm. in. Maybe there's one or two. That's fine. Maybe there's more. That's also fine. And also like I've talked to, you know, like I've done some career exploration, like very cursory, yeah. right? You don't have to do informational interviews and go talk to all of your parents' friends, but just like peek your head out, read a newspaper. <laughs> Like, well, I make students awareness you know, when students start saying to me, well, I want to be an engineer. Okay. What kind? There's turns so out many. there's a lot of variety. Yeah. Or I want to be a business major. Really? Why? What? Because <laughs> I want to make money. That's why. why right. Duh. So <laughs> the reason Kathy and I will ask that question is because we know that in about six months, they're going to have to answer that question in That's 300 right. words. And so it's important for them to start really embracing the idea that like the research part to me is critical. One of the most important parts of this yeah, process. It's critical. And that and you can't bullshit it. Kids you, think they can, yeah. you can't. We can tell like that. Yeah. I'm like, this means nothing. You can Right, right. And I, if you haven't, if you don't really know why you want to study something, it's gonna be very obvious. Be undeclared. <laughs> Talk about your yeah. If you the amount of I wanna be a business major, why essays I've read that were so bad. <laughs> I mean, I would say most of those essays I've read are bad. I would say probably 80% of them are awful. Yep. Because it clearly shows you haven't spent any time actually researching the major. Reflection. Yes. Reflection, research, all of that stuff, right? Like, why is that a good fit for me and my skills, right? And what some kids do in their research is they're like, oh, I I don't think I want to do that. (laughs) Yeah, I have a lot of kids talk to me about how they want to be business majors and then talk to me about how much they hated their econ class in high school. And I'm like, so (laughs) we should probably. Yeah, they're like, I hate numbers and math. I'm like, like, really? (laughs) The course catalog for a business major at the schools you're interested in. Yeah. Other things to think about, you know, in the, again, continuing to deepen involvement where possible. That's both during the academic year, but also in the summer. So maybe there's some something from the previous summer that they want to continue doing, but maybe get involved with in a different way or take on greater levels of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be a leadership no. position, though it can be. It can be. But how do you take on more responsibility if you didn't get elected president, right? Right. Yeah. Right. So maybe it's getting a summer job for the first time and having to be, to answer to people who aren't related to you. Maybe it's deciding to volunteer at the same place you volunteered the summer before, but just doing that more or proposing a new program in the place that you volunteer. Taking on more responsibility. Yeah. And frankly, it's more impressive when students do that, not for some kind of incentive, like a new title or a new like feather in their cap. That's also noticed. It's nice when it's organic and something that they really want for themselves. And then we hit senior year. And well, there's potentially more testing too. Let's just fit that in there, junior year. I don't know if you did. I did, I think. You did? Okay. Well, yeah. there's more testing. More testing. Junior year. <laughs> Potentially. Potentially. For most kids, yes. For most kids, I'd say there's some kind of testing yeah. in junior year. And I'll be curious to see what happens this year. You know, the last couple of years, a lot. I would say 50-50. Half my kids weren't testing at all. Half yeah. my kids were. What do you say is the latest? 
Like, what's the last test date that you tell kids? Oh, well, for early. So, early deadline is usually November 1. So, what do you, what's the last sitting that they could probably do? October? They could do October, but there's no more October SAT, right? It's just an October ACT, I think. Mm. They change it. They change it every year. They change the dates. But... September ACT, it was September SAT, SAT I mean, but to it's actually be fall. considered as part of the review process, if you have a November 1st deadline, it depends on when in October. Now, back in the day, it used to take like four to six weeks for those scores to come back. Now they're much them. faster. It's very yeah, fast. It's they, you can faster. pay for rush scores. You well, could now probably, we're going digital, so it's probably going to be even faster. Yeah. So I think you could probably fit That's in a September, October test yeah, date. probably. Worst case scenario... Most seniors don't want to be doing that, but if you need to, that's we get it. We're not going to talk about test strategy right now. No, but if possible, don't have testing bleed into senior year. Only because they're just so busy with other stuff. They got to be applying, and it's a time-consuming process. That's right. That's senior it. Year. That's senior. We're here. Senior year, you're grinding through applications. Applications, applications, applications. Grind, 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 grind. Right, 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 right. So the summer, what I like to tell my seniors. The summer before senior year is I want you to have a solid working draft of your personal statement before you start senior year. I want you to have done all your research for your colleges so you can write your YX college essays. I want you to have filled out your common app, all of the biographical data Mm -hmm. and all of the activity summary. Mm -hmm. I want you to have started your UC application and filled out all of the biographical data and entered your grades and the the activity summary. I'm thinking of my seniors right now and I'm like, yeah, no, they haven't. <laughs> Despite my many protestations, yes, and so they don't always do that. But the the good news is, like the bio, that they can take a free period and just bang it out just in bang one it hour. Out while you're watching TV, like at it, night, it's literally your name, it's your very, address. It's very simple. Where and I said, I said, as you're writing your UC app or you're writing your UC essays or when you're writing your supplemental essays, and you are like, oh, this is really hard. I was like, good, take a break and fill out applications. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go and fill in some, do some mindless work, right? Yeah. So that'll get done. Not worried about it. The supplemental essays, some kids start on them early because the essays don't change a lot, although they changed a lot this year. Mm-hmm. I would say that for the vast majority of the kids that I work with, I don't know if it's true for you, they're doing supplements during the fall of senior year. Mm-hmm. They're doing a lot of work on supplements. They're still refining their college list. Mm-hmm. Usually, end of October is the deadline we give them. We're like, you really, this yeah, has to dialed be in. dialed in, really. Yeah. Because, well, for sure, the early strategy has to be dialed in before that. But the rest of your list, you really, end of October, no more changes. And a lot of schools will have policies around that, too. Mm-hmm. But lots of supplemental writing, maybe tweaking of the personal statement. We try to get our kids to do the personal statement over the summer. And potentially, you see essays. I ask my seniors to come back to me with, if not a draft, at least bullet points. And thinking about things they've written in the past that they can use. Yeah. (laughs) Because at this point, they've applied to so many programs. They're like, oh, actually, I could use this essay for this, right? Yeah. So I want them to have at least thought about what they can use. Mm -hmm. And we're just like revamping, right? Refining. Right. And then doing fresh, fresh supplements usually most of the time. Yes. A lot of writing. It's writing heavy. And mind you, this is also when they're probably in their hardest curriculum to date. They've still got school and all whatever other commitments they have going on. So this is why when we talked about organization being dialed in starting ninth grade, this is where they really need that skill. That's not the time to be building that muscle. 
I mean, it is. No. And, are, but like ideally you want that to be dialed in because it's just a lot of volume in a short period of time. So organization is your friend in your senior year. It is. And it, it really is. I was a senior class dean for over a decade at the school that I worked at. Mm-hmm. And seniors, every senior year would come to me. I thought junior year was the hardest year. Oh, yeah. Like, no, senior year's senior, harder. Senior year's harder. And I was like, yeah, I don't think that's, I think that's false that the senior year teachers somehow are like, yeah, you're applying to college, so we're not going to make you work as oh. hard. <laughs> if anything, the opposite was true right. at schools where I worked. Same. They, yeah. they don't care. Your AP English language teacher doesn't care that you're applying to college. They're, they're like, going to care still need about, to they're going to think you are in the hardest English class we offer at this school, and we are going to assign things accordingly. And expect Absolutely. you to show up accordingly. We don't care if you have an SAT tomorrow. Yeah, figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. That's figure exactly right. We don't care if the early deadline's tomorrow. You need to finish this this essay, right? Like, the point being is that senior year gets really hard. And a lot of the work that we're doing is holding kids accountable, really helping them think about how to get their work done ahead of time and understanding the pace of the year so that they yeah. can get things done earlier rather than later and sometimes it's like pulling teeth like let's be real i've got yeah i've got come right now i'm like hello hello (laughs) the clock is a ticking once you do that once they launch their first applications i'll go through the rest of the year kind of quickly there's going to be a most of our students that we work with have some november deadlines and usually you'll get feedback from those schools somewhere in mid to late december or january depends on the school We often use that as sort of a test balloon to see how kids are reading in the process. Mm -hmm. So do we need to make any adjustments to To the the remaining list? They will apply to the regular decision schools. Those typically have January deadlines. And then there's sort of this weird period where a lot of students are just sort of waiting to hear back from colleges, unless, of course, they got into their early school that they've decided to go to or they applied early decision. And then it's kind of quiet, February, March, And then late March is when stuff really starts to roll back in. And then you have sort of a different set of considerations. You're going to, your child's going to receive news from colleges. It's absolutely going to be a mixed bag. There's going to be yeses, there's going to be noes. And then there's some thinking to be had between the yeses about what feels at that point in the child's life, the right choice. There could be some wait lists too. Could be some wait lists. Yeah. So that's sort of the, the process in the spring of senior year. And they have to decide by May 1st. Yeah, eventually you'll, you'll be done. To, you'll you'll have to pick, and then you'll be done, and then you're all done. Fingers crossed. See, no stress at all. No stress at all. But but the point of this episode is everything we're saying involves work, involves planning, but it's not like it doesn't move at a predictable on a predictable timeline. Like we know what you need to do to get ready at this point in the process, to get ready for this part of the process, to get ready for this part of the process. We know what you need to do to write a good personal statement and how to break it down into manageable chunks. So that shouldn't stress you out. Mm -hmm. It's a knowable process. That's right. What the outcome is going to be, we can't always predict. Most of the time we don't, right? Right. And that's okay. I mean, I think it's, you take like in any situation in which you are worried about the outcome, you feel anxious about it because you don't know what's going to happen. What do we always tell our friends? What do we always tell our our kids? Like you control what you can control, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is this episode is like this is what you can control. Yeah. These are the things that you can do and you can manage, and you can do them to the best of your ability. And after that, you've done your best. You've done your best, <laughs> right? That's all you can ask. Exactly. All right, done. We did it. Roadmap. High five. Thanks for joining us for another episode. We'll see you next time. We'll see you soon.